welcome to episode 9 of Fitness Unfiltered. I'm Jocelyn Thompson-Rule and today I'm speaking with myself. Um, So I'm not interviewing anybody today, I'm just using this episode as an opportunity just to answer a few of your questions. Um, I often get uh, some great questions actually after some of the episodes, so I thought maybe every 8 to 10 Um, episodes, I will try and answer some of your questions. I will keep it short. I'll keep it down to three to five questions. Um, And I generally am not going to answer questions like, what's the best snack to eat before a workout? Or what's the best exercise to tone your butt? Or they're quite, um, I guess, generic fitness questions and I'm sure a simple Google um, will send you to a ton of answers on that. So um, I'm going to answer questions around maybe stuff that I don't talk about so much on the podcast um, or um, on social media in general, which is one of the questions that I'm answering today. Um, And also just some other questions that I think are interesting and and people have made good points that I want to put an answer to them. So three questions today. Um, the first is from Aldenae. Aldenae, I've coached you before, so thank you so much for um, sending in your... Uh, actually, yours was more of a, a statement um, than a question uh, that you sent me a few weeks ago. Um, but you've said, I would love to train with the best instructors in very nice gyms with the latest cool classes and equipment, but how much would that cost in London? A CrossFit box is £200, drop-in classes at WIT are £25, drop-in classes at a nice yoga studio are £20, and the third space in Canary Wharf is over £150. I understand that the individual instructors might not earn all of this, but to get to get fit and involved in so many cool fitness initi- initiatives does cost a lot of money. Hey. Um... And Alden, I have to say, I I disagree with you a little bit there. I recognize that um, prices for classes and for gym memberships are definitely more than they were certainly um, eight to ten years ago. But um, from an equipment perspective, most of your pure gyms now or your 24-hour gyms, they all have lifting platforms. Okay, so their barbells may not be Alico barbells, but they certainly have more, uh, let's call it functional training equipment in them than they would have had. Well, well, first of all, we also didn't have 24-hour gyms eight to ten years ago anyway, or maybe they were just coming in. Um, but it, you don't have to necessarily go to the expensive gyms to be able to use the equipment that um, and, and I, I understand that the, the type of training that you're talking about is uh, very much, I guess, CrossFit-based. You've mentioned uh, CrossFit boxes themselves, and then you've, obviously you've mentioned WIT as well, which, are, which is very CrossFit-based. So um, I, I have to disagree with that. I think that most gyms nowadays do have all of the equipment that you need to train. Now, of course, maybe there are some concept gyms um, with some funky pieces of equipment that... Uh, do funky things. I, I, for me, I'm a barbell girl, um, and a dumbbell girl and a kettlebell girl. <laughs> so, um, maybe I'm missing out on some 
awesome equipment but um, I, for, for me I think that you don't necessarily have to go to expensive gyms to have access um, to equipment that will allow you to train in a way um, that you will definitely benefit from um, also in terms of coaches as well um, again I think that there are some incredible coaches there's a gym actually um, just down the road from me built differently also not an expensive gym they've got um, all the equipment in there that you need and I, I don't know about the rest of the coaches there but I know the guy that owns there is a great coach um, it is not an expensive gym the, the month I think their drop-in fee is like five pounds or something and I th their monthly membership I don't know off the top of my head but it's certainly less than 50 pounds a month somewhere like Bethnal Green Weightlifting Club um, where Giles Greenwood the Olympic weightlifting coach who is phenomenal um, he he doesn't coach there anymore but um, you know they're, they're another spit and sawdust gym where uh, you know I, I used to get some some PT with Giles for my Olympic weightlifting and he's an incredible coach and you know he's yeah, he, he's one of my favorite coaches actually ever, but um, because of his style of coaching and, I, and I've talked about him in other podcasts, but um, I guess my point is fitness, it, the fitness industry is um, a billion pound industry. I nearly said billion dollars. See how much American stuff I listen to? Wow. Um, it's a billion pound um, industry. And of course, new stuff is coming out all the time. And a lot of stuff is repackaged. And, and Aldana, you'll know um, from from kind of knowing me and, and, and perhaps listening to previous podcasts that I'm very much a, you know, what has worked in the past still works um and there's not a there's not a huge amount that's new in in fitness really i was at a, a a dinner actually last night and i was we were talking about how spinning just got this crazy revival um from you know like flywheel and i forget the other one is it so yeah soul cycle in the states like they just completely revamped spinning it's still not a a thing that i'm crazy about necessarily or that i even do um, but, but things are repackaged in new ways and that's awesome. But, um, in, in the, in the training space, um, I think that what has always worked still works. And so there are some great spaces that you can have some amazing experiences in. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't take away from the kind of like bread and butter of training, if you like. Um, and also in terms of, uh, spaces that have a lot of classes some of them are very uh, some of the, the the I guess the class layout is very structured again if you go to a, a, a CrossFit box they will they will usually have their programming kind of spread out over the week over strength training weightlifting gymnastics and so on um, whereas other spaces that have classes like the classes are just different every day and every week um, so it ends up being quite random and then that will also give you random results so um, I hope you can see where I'm coming from with this Aldenay that I get you some of these spaces are amazing and they're beautiful and um, really lovely and they've got gorgeous changing rooms and lovely towels and nice products to use um, but the guts of the training um, you can you can kind of do that anywhere so I would say definitely go to you know your um, nicer spaces maybe once a month or, or once every six weeks but it shouldn't take away from um, you actually you know doing good training and, and getting good results so um, I hope that helps my love and uh, thank you so much for asking that question
Okay, um, question number two comes from Rebecca Jane Sanders, and she asked me this uh, on Instagram. Um, how do you balance being a mama and keeping your fitness on point? That is a very good question, Rebecca. Um, so I probably, um, actually I, I make a point of not really, I don't really talk a huge amount about um, training as a mum, uh, pregnancy fitness, um, or uh, even recovering from pregnancy or anything like that um, on on social media. Um, or even on the podcast, or or actually, to, to be fair, I did speak about that last week when I was um, interviewing TJ around pelvic floor. But because um, for me, it's just a very personal thing, um, and um, yeah, it's just a part of my life that I like to keep fairly fairly personal. Training for me is is for me, um, and uh, you know, certainly during during pregnancy and after a baby, it's it's really important to me to keep my body. Um, really healthy so that I can effectively be a better a better mum for my for my um, child so um, in the beginning when I had when I had Bjorn uh, and when I was when I was kind of training after that um, BJ and I used to tag team so I recognize um, that BJ's in the fitness industry also so we have that flexibility on timing um, so I was able to go up to the gym in the middle of the day, he would take Bjorn, I'd go and train, and then we'd tag team back again. I recognize that everybody doesn't have that luxury. Um, so, but I know other mums, let's say if they are in a nine to five job, they will go to the gym at lunchtime and get their work done or their, or their training done, maybe in a half hour um, class or a 45 minute class, or maybe they'll go in and they'll do their own stuff. Um, certainly for, for me from a class perspective um, definitely being a mum the the less you have to think <laughs> um, the better so actually um, now I will go to um, CrossFit City Road which is obviously um, my husband's uh, CrossFit space um, along with his business partner Tom um, and program programming as done by the lovely Vassos um, and uh, and they they actually most of their classes are an hour and and they were you know I was speaking in the previous um, answer about um, the kind of structure of training over the week they they are a crossfit box so they they structure their training across strength and gymnastics and all that kind of stuff out over the week so uh, most of their classes are an hour but actually I do I will offer or was doing I haven't been doing it more recently and um, they're 45 minute class and that just kind of whittles it down uh, just to, to even less time so for me it's a little bit more time efficient um, and I don't have to think I get coached during that time as a as a coach it's really nice to switch off and be coached um, so you're, you know you're constantly programming for other people and, and watching their form and, and 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 correcting them and helping them to be better so it's quite nice for that to, to be the other way around so um, so that's what I've been doing more recently um, I can be a bit of a brat around um, training and what I want um, from it I want a barbell, I want a, a squat rack, I want to be able to, to do my lifts, I want to be able to squat, I want to be able to deadlift, I want to be able to do my pull-ups, I want to be able to do all of that stuff. So for me, and I know that this is, you know, a, a lot of mums talk about working out from home and so on, I'm kind of like, no, get me into a gym because that that is the space for me personally where I most feel myself. Um, you know, going back to 
kind of when when training really changed changed my life that sounds a bit dramatic but when I was at university and I was rowing and I was we were strength training in the gym and we were training hard in the boat at the weekend and in the evenings like that and I think I possibly spoke about this when I when I did my introductory uh podcast uh for for this show um that no one could take that away from me so I was I I felt kind of alive when I was training and 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 pushing myself and realizing what I could do in terms of strength and fitness and all that kind of stuff so for me to get back into that space um is really really important I I basically feel most myself when I'm in the gym which which I know for a lot of non-gym goers is just like a crazy concept um but for me that's where I kind of feel feel most myself so the idea of of working out at home is less enticing to me however um more recently I've had I've had a little bit less time and I've been doing that I've been I've been you know training with a kettlebell at home or we've got we've actually we're very lucky we've got a gym in our apartment so I'll go there there's not a huge amount of kit there um, but they're, they're, you know, there's dumbbells, there's kettlebells, um, you know, there's a pull-up rack there. I can, I can do what I need. And um, there's a Smith machine there, so I don't necessarily squat or anything like that. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I work with with what I need. But I think I think the biggest point um, that I would like to put across to mums, I guess, is that there are two things that kind of keep me feeling sane around I guess certainly the time constraints that you do have you know once you have a child um one is just to be really freaking grateful for what you have um I've got a roof over my head and food in my mouth and um some great family and friends around me and of course my precious son who I love so much and so that in itself like is is just so much to be thankful for and you know I've got so much more than billions of people around the world that don't have a roof over their head that don't have clean water that they can just run from the tap so I think first of all you can kind of get caught up in the whole like oh my god I don't have time and uh, just stop and take a step back and just be grateful for all of the stuff that you do have because we have you know I think for everyone listening to this podcast we have a lot um, you're probably listening to it on your phone. A lot of people don't have a phone or, you know, can't afford to pay their bills or whatever. So first off, what helps me is just to kind of be grateful for what I do have uh, when I kind of get a bit overwhelmed with anything, um, which is very easily done as a mother. And also um, the other thing is just to always say, and this is this is something that I've, I've thought for a long time, um, is that something always gives. So if you are trying to spin all of the plates um one of them's gonna drop and that's okay and as long as you are cool with that and you're like oh my god I can't believe I failed in this one area whilst I'm trying to do all the other stuff like it doesn't matter like so just um I guess take that pressure off yourself sometimes you really have to be just focused on one thing and for the most part you know as a mother as a family you're focusing on making sure that that little bundle of joy is safe and well and is, and is growing and learning and, and they're discovering their own world so that's your that's your priority um but also in order to be able to do that to the best of your ability you need to you need to be able to take care of yourself too so um so that it, it's it's constantly being juggled i guess um and i think the word balance is like this um 
it's a bit of a it's like a, it's a thing that you can't reach really because you're always constantly revive uh, reviving uh, yeah probably <laughs> reviving and um, but you're you're constantly revising things trying to change things around like BJ and I used to do the tag thing, tag team thing before so I could train we don't do that anymore then I was going to the lunchtime classes because that was more time efficient for me right now I'm not I don't have time to actually get out of the house um to you know because I'm, I'm working on quite a few projects all at once so I'm training at home I've got a kettlebell or I'll, I'll nip to the to the gym do what you can with it with the time constraints that you have and then just be grateful that you're allowed to to do that stuff as well so it is a juggle I think balance is a bit of a random word that doesn't exist um, but that people think does exist somewhere um, you're constantly evolving and, and, and growing and learning and changing so it's just it's just a bit of a process and ultimately don't be don't be hard on yourself um, you are, I am sure, doing a great job, Rebecca. Um, so thank you for your question. Um, and then the final one is from Hannah. Um, thank you, Hannah. Hannah is a good friend of mine, isn't she? So good asking a question. Um, and Hannah asked, um, what were my favorite uh, recovery tips? Um, and again, if you if you know me, or I guess what I what I tr what I try and focus on in in fitness is really just to keep it simple. Um, I think most people will get huge benefits from getting more sleep, drinking more water, and eating a little less crap. Basically. Um, if you are an elite athlete, then then yeah, hack the hell out of those fine tuning things that you need to do um, to be a better athlete or to 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 get that extra point or um, to get on the podium or or whatever it is. But I think that far too many. Um, in the nicest possible way, uh, people that just enjoy working out maybe look far too deeply into recovery hacks and they miss just getting an extra hour, hour of sleep or drinking an extra liter of, of water or not eating whatever it is that isn't going to make them feel so good um, either after they eat it or the next day or whatever. Um, but um, when I, when I, when I am competing, when I, why I have been so interested in recovery was um, a, maybe about three or four years ago when I still like had competing kind of um, on my mind quite a bit. The girls that I was competing against, the girls that I yeah was competing against um, were a lot younger than me. So were therefore recovering quicker than me. So I kind of got a bit obsessed with recovery and how to do that better. So. Um, other things that I might do when I'm when I'm uh, competing or just kind of training at a at a higher level than I than I at a, or perhaps a more intense level than I am at the moment um, would be uh, branch chain amino acids and actually specifically leucine. I really like leucine for recovery, um, so no, so that's just one of the branch chains. Um, protein powders. I would probably have that post training. I. Um, don't do very well with whey so what I tend to do is use um, a vegan protein powder and that just agrees with me um, a little better um, and outside of that I don't really take pre-workout or anything like that um, the beta alanine for whatever reason in in pre-workout gives me like cracked lips I don't know if anyone else has had that but 
um, yeah, my lips got, used to get really kind of super red and dehydrated and sore. So if, if that's happened to you, let me know or else it's just me that's a bit of a weirdo. Um, so maybe instead of pre-workout, I might have like a, a, a double espresso or something and that's kind of pre-workout enough for me. Um, but that's kind of it. The basics again are getting the sleep, drinking the water. Uh, making sure that your nutrition is is dialed in but not being super super strict with it 80 20 rule 90 10 rule whatever you want to whatever you want to follow with that and of course actually time um spent mobilizing and just kind of bringing yourself down a little bit so whether that's through breathing whether that's through meditation um whether it's through just being very aware whilst you are um, foam rolling or mobilizing or whatever it is and just kind of taking that quiet time that's really really uh, important as well actually one more thing um, is also journaling to get that stuff out of your head and onto paper it will reduce your stress levels so that is it from me peeps i'll be back next week um to an hour-long session probably i always try and keep to keep them to about 30 or 40 minutes and it never happens namely because i don't shut up um but hope you enjoyed this question and answer uh session and i will see you next week have a good week <laughs>